Friday night, like always. That's why I keep shooting these things on a Friday because after a long work week, man, you know, being a vet, on top of that, you just get frustrated. It's just been a hard week, you know, especially this week. Today, September 11th. By the time you see this, it'll be what, September 9th, next Friday, whatever the case may be, you know. And so, like I said, I'm, I'm a nine year war vet, Marine Corps war vet, you know. And so I like doing this to bring either bring other veterans on with me to enjoy the evening, enjoy the Friday night. Allow me to decompress from the stress that I've dealt with all week. This week was a little bit faster, but like I said, this week I've actually had to go fight my fight to keep my job this week. You know, they got on to me. I self-identified saying I used THC to deal with my PTSD, my anxiety, my depression that I've occurred that the government gave me for serving for so long. And that's why I'm all dressed up today. Got the collar and everything. Collars pop. That'll take the tie off you today, you know, so, but it's been great, you know. I'm too old to be playing on TikTok, but I'm on TikTok playing, right? And I got Miss Miss Laura, Miss Resilient Laura Hall with me this evening out of Florida. She's a, an Air Force veteran. If you guys don't know who Laura Hall is, man, you guys got to do your research, dude. Like, this woman here with some, with some associates have went through and changed the UCMJ. You guys don't know. If you guys are a vet, you know the uniform code of military dress is what we had to hold up, up to hold ourselves up to while we were serving in the military, you know, and it's the law. It's the military law, you know, and so without further ado, this is Ms. Laura from the United States Air Force. You know what we say about them chair force people, you know. Hey, don't make me go make another crayon eating video for you, okay? Oh, we love you guys so much, but without further ado, let me bring Miss Laura on. Let her just tell you a little bit of what she's done and where she's been, and then what, and then we'll get into what she's doing to help veterans like us that deal with the stress that we deal with as a civilian after we've gotten out of the military. Laura, it's all yours. Oh, goodness. Um, I'm not going to go through my whole story, but I'll, I'll just go through a quick rundown. Touch base, um, touch base. Let people know who you are and what you've done. A little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so um, see what you, how you see me now? You're going to see me completely differently in a couple of seconds if you don't know my story. Um, so I am a U.S. Air Force intelligence specialist. And I was, I joined after 9-11, proudly. Um, I was a senior in high school. And I um, actually visited Ground Zero uh, right after, right after 9-11. Uh, it was actually me and my late husband, John. We went together. It was his first trip ever to New York. And I was born in New York. So I actually had two cousins in the tower Thankfully, um, under very weird circumstances, they both ended up late that day to work, so they were both okay. Um, but the call to service was never something that was ever in my mind prior to really 9-11. I knew that 
I was going to college. I was going to join a sorority. I did pageants. I was that girl. Okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. Mind you. Yeah. So at first they actually said, you know, for the job that I really wanted, that it was going to take like a year and a half of delayed entry program to get in. And I waited and I did my, my due diligence. Um, but as I was waiting, um, accidentally ran for a pageant and won. Um, <laughs> so I got crowned Miss Latina Puerto Rico. And right as I was going to the internationals, about a week or two later, I was accepted into the delayed entry program and they said, you have to drop your title. So I did. And um, went into the Air Force at 97 pounds and had to deadlift 100 pounds over my head for my job qualification. Literally, after I did that, on my second try, I was like, I got this. <laughs> I was like, I'll be okay. Um, what was the purpose of making you deadlift? <laughs> um, you, because you may be put in the field to have to uh, carry weight. They have to ensure that you can be able to carry the weight. You know, actually went in. This is actually funny. Everybody's gonna hate me for this. I uh, went in with a uh, weight waiver. A weight waiver because you're so little. Because I was so little. You're so little. I was so little. <laughs> I was only got to actually. I, oh, yeah. So you know that weird table off on the side where like the guys get to go sit if you're like you're good or like either you have to eat like less or you have to eat more. That was the side I was at, and they would always give me double portions, double the milk, <laughs> double everything, and I had to eat everything. It wasn't a time thing for me. Oh, so I got out, man. I had like 30 Ooh. seconds. Was the last you one see what they did to me? <laughs> nah. Nah. It like you never grown now. You grown now. You're going to be. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, yep. You grown now, and you got babies. So I'm, yeah. got babies. It's all sort of messed up now. Nothing to look at here. You won't be seeing any thirst traps on my page. <laughs> Doctor ordered uh, to stay home because of my heart, uh, because of the fact that, like, I actually just got out of a hospital in February for something. Um, and I've actually been not putting off going back to the doctor, but kind of yeah. pushing back. Pushing back, right? <laughs> right? What they God. say? What they, what they say? Your issues with your heart. In two thousand and sixteen, um, I went into labor, and thirty-seven hours, I um, and four hours of pushing is when they decided that since Johnny was no longer breathing they could authorize a emergency C-section, which they did. And the, the second they cut him out, I remember, and I'm not trying to be graphic, and I apologize for anybody that this may trigger, um, but the blue sheet that they separate you mm -hmm. sprayed with blood. And I remember looking left, seeing my son completely blue and limp. And then I looked, I saw the blood, I looked to the right, and I was out.
um, the story is four hours later, uh, I ended up in um, the critical care unit, cardiac critical care. Um, and what they did not know at the time was that basically it had stressed so much of my heart that it was breaking itself down. Like I was pushing so hard. Um, and then later to find out that it was my fault because they did not notice that my hips didn't separate properly. Sorry. Sorry, I'm not home. <laughs> I don't have my proper equipment. I apologize. You're good. Um, you're fine. You're fine. At least you, you're here to make the call. At least you're here to make the yeah, call. Right? So, exactly. Adapt and overcome. <laughs> Adapt and overcome. Let's see. Water bottle and coins. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Better? Okay. So, long story short, um, yes, did, could they have done something? Absolutely. Did they? No. Um, was I lucky? Yes. I actually was sent home two weeks into it, uh, after Johnny was born and, um, I wasn't feeling good being at home. And I kept on saying, I was like, there, there, you know, there's just something wrong. I can't breathe. And sure enough, thank God I didn't fall asleep that night. Um, I took my own advice and I went back to the hospital. And I had full-blown pneumonia. I had a DVT. I have a um, pulmonary, pulmonary embolism. And my heart function was only 15%. So then they immediately put a life vest on me. And I really don't remember much after that. Now, this is just talking on the basis of, you know, TRICARE's policy almost killed me and it just killed my friend's wife. And so that's what you're doing is actually fighting what these regulations are, TRICARE is putting out there for... Exactly. Medical. I'm going to go... I'm going to go and work with an organization that is already doing this. And I'm going to put a face and a story to their cause. That is my purpose. Okay. I'm not looking, you know what I mean? Like I'm not necessarily looking to reinvent the wheel. No, you're just trying to make the wheel better. I'm just trying to be like, Hey, look, been there, done that. Here's the proof. Right. You know, Absolutely. So if people don't go out there and tell their stories, how is anybody going to know? Right. Cause how's, how's anybody going to know anything about it? How, how, if they don't know, it, it's like the blind leading the blind. They don't know. They don't know. You know, you exactly. can't get mad at them if they don't know. You exactly. Know? And I'm not mad at anybody for not knowing it's, it's also the point of, it could be my responsibility to make enough noise to the right people since I might, I may know the right people. Yeah. I mean, with the, what you've been doing, I mean, with what you've done with the UCMJ and just what you're doing now advocating for veterans I mean, you, you you have your hands in the pot where you can stir some stuff up and some people will listen, you know? I'm trying because I, you know, and it's, it's actually very interesting because, and I really appreciate you 
having me on because I'm such a complex topic that even some reporters are like, I don't know, she could say the wrong thing. I'm not t- having her on my show. And that's what's I great about cover- being on a veteran show because you can say yeah, what you want, how you want it, when you want it. <laughs> that, there, there's no censors here. I'm not censoring you like the media will censor you. That's not what I do here. My goal is just to make sure that the right people hear the right word. That's all it is. It's, it's education. I mean, that's the biggest thing for veterans is that once you separate from service, you're not educated. You're, you're told what to do, when to do, how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. You're told when, where, how, and why. We well, right. don't told why until afterwards, but you're told, you know? But when you get out you of service, you ain't got somebody telling you, hey, you need to go do this. You have to be here at this time. You have to do this. You have to... The veterans don't have the resources. They don't know. They don't have an understanding. And so that's the whole reason, yeah, that's the whole reason I created the Stone Vet is to help veterans get the resources that are out there, like you. They don't know who you are. They, they're like, fuck, I don't know who that is. That's just some pretty girl. I don't know. She's an Air Force. Oh, you no, know? No. Or whatever it is. I, I, to, to get an understanding of what you're doing, what kind of service you're providing, and how you're helping the veteran community, how you're like this, you're helping fight for TRICARE to get rid of your regulations, some of the regulations you have, because you're costing life. Yeah. You know? You're, you're, yes. you're starting to become as bad as the VA. You're taking life away instead of helping people. Exactly. And, if, and the whole thing is how we have to think about this. We all know how the military works. If we can prove to them that they're losing more money in the end, right? That's the biggest thing. It's always money. That's, that's what the biggest thing. Comes. You, it, it does. And it always comes down to money. And it's a sick fact. But if we play their game... We can manipulate the system to protect ourselves and to protect each other. Absolutely. And that's how we have to keep looking at this. What really bothers me is, okay, again, another topic I can talk on, police brutality. Yeah. I mean, you can talk on it. You, I mean, with what you've had to do with your life, I mean, you've done a lot. You've been through a lot. You've been through mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, you know, it's similar to me, like me, I'm, I'm 37 years old, but the crap I've been through, like most 60-year-old people haven't even been through the crap that I've been through. I mean. Oh, no. I love, I love, I love seeing people's reactions of like me when they're like, but you've been, you've been through all that. And they're like, no, you haven't. I was like, well, go research. I'm not going to sit here and prove to <laughs> you. Go research. It's out there. You know? Like, right, it's there. The, all the media is there. It shows you. I'm not lying. I'm lie about something like that. You know, why would, I'm not, it's not going to benefit me to lie about something like that. Explain something to me. Who wants to be in my shoes? Like really? Like honestly? Right. Really? Why, why would I lie about this? Why would I want this to be true? Like why would I even my point. I lie about it? You know? Really? Right. You know, because with the crap that you dealt with, I mean, with your with, with your past husband, you know, it's just like, damn, you know, you got all reason to be pissed at the police, you know, you got all yeah, reason but, you want to know, but yeah, I do. But at the same time, that's where we make the mistake right there is you said that I'm pissed at the police. I'm not pissed at the police. Mm-hmm. I'm, a poli- I'm pissed at the one officer that decided that tasing him for too long while he was in a mental state which produced too much alkaline in his body during his emotional breakdown where he, we all know what it's like to hit fight or flight. And when I mean he hit fight or flight, I mean, he thought the cops were literally 
coming to get him. And no, he was, And this is the PTSD. It, it does. We can snap. It is 100%. But what I don't blame is the police officer that responded who did not understand and did not get the proper information on the call. He wasn't educated on it. He wasn't given the right he, information. The whole group wasn't educated. It was a pylon. Right. It, took, that, it took him about, they, it took about six men to take him down eventually. And, and what people need to understand is that at his final moments, he was not even capable of injuring another person because the motorcyclist who happened to be a veteran, by the way, um, that he tried to steal his motorcycle after the car accident, um, had a weapon on him. Now my husband had no issue subduing him. He would have had no issue killing him. Correct, sir? No, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, I've had a brother, I've had a brother now. He, he, like that PTSD fight or flight, he was, uh, him and his wife on the way back to Portland, Oregon. They, they, they were going, uh, I got, I think they were going down South to Arizona to visit some friends before they started heading up to Portland, Oregon. He, uh, he suffered some shit when he was in the Navy. He was, I mean, he had seen some shit, been blown up. He, he his PTSD was, tr was horrible for him. Like it was just absolutely horrible. And it, he, it, 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 it kicked in whenever he was driving. It kicked in when he was driving. He ended up taking his vehicle off road. Looked he, when he hit the, when he hit the ground, when he took his vehicle off road, when he hit the, when he bottomed out, it, he like, shocked him brought him back out of it right and he looked over and he saw his wife and he was like shit you know so he gets out of the car he gets out of the car to go help her and when he gets out to get her something triggers it again boom somebody's on the side of the road they're trying to help them they're trying to help him you know and, and he, thinks he feels he feels like he's being yeah yeah he's coming out feeling like he's under attack so he goes after them and he ends up you know he ends up he ends up jumping on their vehicle and they drive off with him on the hood. And then so many miles down the road, he flies off and that was it. That was the end, you know? And it's just like, this is what we try to do. I mean, the PTSD, we deal with that. Whatever, no matter what walk of life, you serve in the military, you got PTSD. Regardless yeah, of freaking like, stay, like stay away from the stigma people. It's issued to you. Yeah. At basic training at this basic point. Basic training. Yeah, exactly. Regardless you go to war or not, if you don't go to war, well, so, so be it. But the shit you got to encounter be, to, in order to be able to fight for this country, you have, they put you through some crap. They mm -hmm. put you through some shit so you're able to be able, what, how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to deal with it when the bullets start flying down rains and guess what? You got somebody with a knife to your throat. What are you going to do? How are you going to deal with it? You train for it. It's like they say, I was trained to do bad things to bad people. Exactly. You know? And so when, when, when I deal with things, like me personally, I deal with some stupid shit. I get some nasty thoughts in my head and I'm like, all it's going to take is a trigger is all I need. One snap, like one bad word. One, one bad word. You talk to me one wrong way and I will snap and I will do it. Tell me I'm the reason my husband died. Yeah. You're not though. You're not the reason. You are not the reason. There's you shit we do with. Look, like on my last episode, episode two, right? I brought on Active Duty RX founder and CEO. He's an Afghan war vet. 
He understood. That's why he created Active Duty RX. Because when we deal with PTSD, anxiety, and depression, that because our nervous system is screwed up in our head. Exactly. It's like I tell people, I said, if you've dealt with a muscle spasm, you know, fuck, that hurts. I got to go to the chiropractor. I got to go to a masseuse to get it rubbed out, right? It's the same <laughs> shit that's in your brain. Me, man. <laughs> it's I'm the same shit that wrong. goes on with your brain when you're yeah exactly you're like let me go get rubbed out let me get a massage or let me get popped let, let him pop some bones so i get that muscle to loosen up right so the same thing happens in our heads when we're dealing with anxiety depression ptsd just the shit sadness when we're sad is because inside our brain our our, our our freaking nervous system is all clamped up like a spasm and it's trying to move and it's trying to figure out why can I not get going? Why can I not adjust? But taking, like, but taking like the active duty RX, the natural remedies, the 17 natural ingredients that are in there, it helps start massaging that nervous system and actually, ex you know, extending it and making it go long and the way it's supposed to function. Is it a cure-all? Hell no, it's not a cure-all, but it helps. It helps with, when there's a bad day, when it's a cloudy day like today. Today's a horrible day. Like I said, it's September 11th. It's a bad day, you know. Here in Oklahoma, it's been cloudy and raining all day, on and off all day, just cloudy and gloomy. Just, the sun never came out. Do you see where I'm at? You look, look like you're on the beach somewhere. I'm legit on the beach, man. <laughs> you know, you're in Florida, though, so, yeah, you can be on the beach. Self-care, people. It's important. Absolutely. I got a brother out there. He's out there in Clearwater. He's out there in Clearwater, Florida. He's out there. Yeah, he's Yeah, he's gonna see this. He he's gonna know what I'm talking about. Jason gonna know what I'm talking about. But he's out there in Clearwater. He out there. He's out there in Florida too, like you. You know. Well, actually, cool. Maybe we can get uh, together with him, and I can actually have somebody else uh, on your podcast. No, absolutely. My Who you got? My there? shirt that I'm wearing. Uh, so this is Michelle Ladd's shirt. And yeah. she is a military mom that travels the country in a wrapped RV mm. of different pictures of um, a lot of my friends who are injured vets. And we all advocate and tell our stories. And she helps spread different resources and programs to help all of us um, who are struggling. Absolutely. And she's literally just doing it out of the kindness of her heart. And... I fully support her, and she's coming uh, next month, I believe, to come and interview me, and maybe we can bring your brother along and have, well, she'll be here for a couple of days. And, no, um, absolutely. I'd love to be able to do All right, let's go ahead and take a break right now. I'm going to let the sponsors, Rafa 180, come on and thank them for their sponsorship and run their commercial. Sounds good. <laughs> We would like to give a huge thanks to Rafa 180 for being a sponsor. Rafa 180 offers pure medicinal CBD. They walk alongside individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle with options needed by each person. You can learn more about them on Facebook at Rafa CBD, their website www.rafa180.com or email at rafacbd at gmail.com. They truly believe your journey matters. job is to find it find the purpose why are you still here there's a reason why you're here the lord and savior said it ain't time for you to come home yet what is your purpose i don't give a fuck if you're 10 years old or you're 110 years old you have a purpose here you may not know it but you may be making an impact on somebody's life you don't know 
I have been hoping that. They will tell you until it's over with to say, dude, you had an impact on my life. You changed my life. That's all it takes. That's my goal with the stone vet. If I can save one person's life, I've met my goal. One person. I don't, I mean, I can't save thousands of people. I'm not Jesus Christ. I can't go out 5,000 people, you know, 10,000 people. My goal is to try to get the word out and let vets know somebody's there for you. Or days hard. Hell yeah, days are hard. Days get hard. Fuck yeah, they get hard. Like I said, I had to go fight for my job. I got seven kids at home I got to take care of. I got to make sure they got medical. They got dental. They got food in their mouths. They got diapers on their bus. They got clothes and shoes on them. Okay, I can I can help you with those resources. We got to work in your in your city. Absolutely, and that's why I'm start. That's why I'm trying to establish this here in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Get Oklahoma established so all the vets in Oklahoma. I'm not a big state. I'm big, but not like huge. But if I can make sure that the vets in Oklahoma know, hey, here in these little small podunk towns in the middle of freaking nowhere, this company right here said they can help you with whatever you need. Making sure that the resources are there for the vets. Hell, that's why I, that's why I post Vet to Vet Crisis Line. Because days get dark. They get dark. We deal with some shit that people don't understand. Like, why that make you mad? Let me tell you why that made you mad. Let me tell you why that made me mad. Because they're ignorant. I deal with a lot of ignorant people, right? Just with my job alone. All my management is as ignorant as can be. They don't understand what the resource, they don't understand the crap I got to deal with, the crap I got to do to do my job. And when I ask them for help, when I ask them for help, you know what they say? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? That's an unsupportive leadership that needs to back somebody who is literally only trying to do something to help themselves, to better themselves, to make them a better employee for you. And so if they cannot recognize that, are you really in the right job? I'm not. I'm not in the right job. I've been trying to find a way out for about a year now. I've been working for two- you know, my, I'm writing my book right now, and I'm really owning my story, and I think that's why I came back is – um, you know, nobody's seen me publicly. This is my first public thing. Look at that. I got to bring you on publicly. Look at that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, oh, he's small. Ain't nobody watching his channel yet. He's too small. Ain't nobody gonna watch this. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. No, yeah, no. no. Everybody's got to start somewhere. I, absolutely, and that's that's the whole reason I created the Stone Vet. That's what I told him. I said, look, man, maybe it won't go nowhere. Maybe it won't do anything. Maybe I won't get. I won't ever get a hundred thousand followers, a million followers, or whatever the case may be. But my goal is to reach at least one person. Let one person see it. Hell, if you're watching it, share it. I guarantee you know a vet that might benefit from it. Yeah. Everybody knows a vet. I don't care who you are. Everybody knows at least one vet. One of us is that pissed off old man down the road. I promise you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That pissed off old man that gets pissed every time you walk on his grass. I guarantee you some retired mass son because you pissed off make his, get off my damn grass. His, yeah, exactly. It'll make his day to send this to you. To you be sensitive. Yeah. Or her. Or her. It don't matter him or her. You don't get there's somebody out there. But that's my goal is just that's my goal here with the Stone Vet is just to reach out to the community. Let veterans know, hey brother, I'm here for you. You know, if I'm not mm-hmm. here for you, I know somebody that's here for you. She's right <laughs> here to my left. Or to your right, however you're watching this. 
<laughs> your community built the we have to build our community around us you know yeah. we if we don't build our community then we're gonna fall we're gonna hurt and we're not gonna have anybody to go to and say dude i'm, I'm hurting right now it sucks you know when it's two o'clock three o'clock in the morning we have to think faster than the problem and that's what it comes down to you know what i'm saying that's what they always say. It's what they train you. Move, shoot, communicate. Move, shoot, communicate, right? I'm, I have been so empowered by everybody lately, and I'm finding, I'm owning my own voice, which is a very important thing for me. Um, I've been so scared of my story and who it's made me become that I have finally have done so much therapy and so much reflection that I'm just like, whoa. Hey, hold on. You know, this is you. You did do this. You need to own it. And that's the thing. I mean, like, it's a, I was talking on episode two with a stone vet. That's what me and Kyle were talking about. Is that fuck? I'm 37 years old now. You know, I'm getting I'm getting up to I'm almost damn near 40. You believe that shit? But <laughs> I'm almost 40. But it's it's, it's, it's taking bets time to realize that they're fucked up that they deal with shit like why are you why are you so angry why 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 do you act like that to people why are you being mean or what and it's like am i really being mean am i really being an asshole i thought i was just being me and this takes time to just let our pride sit down for a minute let our pride rest and say dude i am being an asshole i am being mean to you and there's no reason for it there's no reason for me being stupid or ignorant towards you. You know, I said, my hardest part is making friends, trying to make friends. I said, I don't know how to make friends. I've never had, I've never had to make friends. You know, maybe when I was like two years old, from two to 12, two to 13 years old, I made friends. I made, I met kids running around the street with me. But after that, I, was, I joined, I joined the Marine Corps at 17 years old. I was 17 when I joined. Yeah, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, there was no yeah. friends. I met Marines. We went through the same shit together. We battled through the same shit. Those were my friends. That's your but, family, man. But yeah, but to be out now and try to make friends, I'm like, that's what me and Kyle were talking about. We're like, dude, I said, I can talk to a vet. I'm talking to you. Look how I'm talking to you. Like, I've known you forever. Why? I because know. like we've been doing this shit forever. I I haven't met you one day. This is the first day I've actually like met you without watching you on TikTok. Like sit down and actually have a conversation like this and not talk to you through TikTok. Just message, tap, tapping them keys. Like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. You know, we actually sit down and have a conversation, but you see how comfortable it is, right? It's yeah. easy to talk with you. I can talk with you because you understand what I deal with. I'm understanding what you're dealing with. You know, do I understand? We, do, we don't judge it. I'm and that's a lot of things that, what 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 we need to also understand is that if you have a family member that isn't, if you have a wife or a husband or a girlfriend or a boyfriend that doesn't understand the service or doesn't want to understand, it does makes not sense. the effort forth to really like know everything about your job like it's important as a military spouse to know like who your guys battles are at work Absolutely. who's in command who's his nco who his first sergeant is you know like um to me if you're going to be a responsible 
military wife or spouse, these are things that are kind of your responsibility because if you're going to be the first line of defense for everyone. And if that person is in trouble, if you can't get to them, if you can't relate, you need to know who his second is that he can open up to and not take it personally if it's not you. Right. And that's my biggest thing. That's right. my biggest thing. I mean, with my, I've been with my wife for 20 years. She's been with me since the beginning, since the first, since I stepped on the yellow fucking footprints and said, yep, I'm here to do this. You know, she's been, and she's still here. And I told her, I said, I fucked you over. I have right. fucked you over so many times. And I still, I'm still amazed that you're still sitting here with me. And kids, you know, yeah, I deserve it. I deserve to get the yeah. shit out of me for what I've done with what I've done to her. I've broke her heart so many times. And it's sad because I get pissed off about it. Because I was selfish. I'm selfish. I take care of me. I don't take care of you know, and that's one of the biggest things she tells me about. She's like, You're not emotional to me. You're not emotional. I'm like, fuck, I'm trying to figure out how to be emotional. I don't know how to fucking be emotional. I sit down and have a conversation with you, but I mean every time we talk, I mean, when you when you when you start dating or doing whatever, you know, you're like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But when you got kids, it's like, dude, let me let's just sit and be quiet. The house is quiet, the kids are rambunctious. But we do, I mean, we do, I do need to sit down with her and talk with her and let her know, you know, this is what's going on right now. This is how I'm feeling. This is what, we're about to build a new house. I got to build a bigger house. I got, there's nine people in my house right now and I got a small house, (laughs) nine people in the house, you know, I'm just like, so I got to build a bigger house, right? I got to provide enough rooms for all the kids. I already don't have enough rooms for all the kids. Luckily, my little ones, I got a seven month old and a, 13 month old in the house right now. And so they have you and your wife as parents. I am not concerned at all. Don't worry. (laughs) And so I got my little kid sleeping in the office right now. I took all my stuff out of the office. The office is in my bedroom. Now I got him sleeping in the office. Now I got one bedroom's got three girls in it. And then I got one bedroom. My son, he's uh, 15. He's got his own room. I was like, you get your own room because you big one. I'm jealous. (laughs) <laughs> you know, they may be complaining, but when they're going to be complaining in high school about, oh, we didn't. Yeah. Well, guess what? I would have loved to have two other girls in my bedroom, like just to have sisters there. They, oh, may absolutely. Hate it now, they love each other. They get on each other's nerves, but they love each other. You know, yeah. I've got three of them in one smash in one room. I was like, I got to get a bigger room for you guys. So you guys have enough room in there for each other. So I'm, we're working on building a house right now. My wife's super excited. She's super excited. Congratulations. She deserves it. You better, you bet her give her all of those designs over. Oh, you? no. She, I told her. She's like, what do you think about this? I said, I don't care. I'm just sleeping there. I don't get, however you want it to look, whatever you want in the house, whatever tile, whatever floors, whatever walls, that's on you. You tell me so I know how much I got to cough up to pay for it. But that's, that's on you. I said, you're the, you're the homemaker. You make this a home. You, everywhere I've gone, you've always made it a home. It's not just a house. It's a home. People love coming to us, you know? One of the biggest things she misses is the holidays. I used to bring, I used to bring my brothers to the house all the time. I said, you going home for the holidays? I said, nope. I said, come to the house. We're going to have a big-ass Thanksgiving dinner. We're going to have a big-ass turkey oh, dinner. Oh, don't mind me. You yeah. know, I miss it. We miss it, you know? We miss it. And I try to find vets. Even then, with the Air Force vets, I said, you going home, dude? Because I work with the active duty Air Force. That's how you going home now. Come to the house, dude. Come to the house. Oh, we still you. do that. We still do that here. We, my family mm-hmm. and I still do that here all the time. You break bread, man. When you break bread with people, that's how you build relationships. That's how I make friends. Let's break bread. Let's go eat.
is what it's about is hanging out and doing this and just talking about our problems and finding, building that community. That's why I said the stone vest. That's why I try to bring people over. Hey, dude, you may not even know so-and-so is right down the street from you. Like you, I told you, I got my buddy Jason, my brother Jason, he's there in Clearwater. I mean, just to be, reach out and say, hey, give me a call, dude. Don't be another fucking statistic, right. dude. We're trying to end the statistics right. that are out there. Man, do I don't, do whatever you live, whatever your life has come to right now, I don't understand it, but I'll listen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll listen yeah. to what you're dealing with. I, I don't need to talk. Just, I'll be here. I'll be the, the, the bag you spit into. You know, yeah, and it won't, it won't surprise me, offend me, scare me, or make me run cuss, away from you. You can cuss, you can do whatever you want, you can vomit, whatever. I'll sit here and listen. That's all you need is an ear to listen to. That's it. If you're here, I mean, nobody else is going to understand you. You know, you can go try to reach out. Like I said, I can't. I've tried to meet my wife. She makes friends like it's nobody's business. It's easy for people. People see her face and they will vomit their whole story to her and she's like who's that she's like i don't have the slightest clue who that was but they just told me their whole life story but she has that face she has a very friendly face that people would just talk to her and tell her anything and everything and i'll ask her i mean one time we're i wanted to go pick up a pizza she was in the car she sat in the car while i went in to go get the pizza next thing i know she's got some woman at the window talking to her i said who's that she's like, i ain't got no idea but she just told me everything that has happened in her life i was like i said you and that damn face everybody will just Bit their whole entire life to you. She's like, I don't know what it is, but they've done that all my life. They've gone, you know. Sadly, sadly, I'm one of those statistics where I have less friends who have passed away than I have alive. So that's actually what brought me to social media. And then, of course, you know, and I'm glad I've met you. I'm glad I got to meet you. I mean, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, you don't know me from some dumbass walking down the street. You're like, who the fuck is that guy, you know? No, uh, but we've been communicating on the same mission for a while. So I understood your, your point of view and the reason why you wanted me on here and vice versa. You know, and just to help. I mean, that's the biggest thing with the Stone Vet is helping people. Helping exactly. veterans, you know, because this guy, you know, veterans can be stubborn as shit. This guy I'm talking to on my group, he's stubborn as shit. No reason to live, not a dude. There's a reason to live. What is it though? You find out what it is. I can't tell you what your reason is, but there's a reason you're still here. Because if there wasn't a reason, you wouldn't be here anymore. But there's a yeah. But sometimes give up the people give up the hope of finding the purpose of of the reason. I think. A lot of times we have to remind them that they've actually made it through 100% of their worst days. Yeah, you know, and that's what we're here is to help. Hey, dude, you made it. You've made it. You're still made here. Find something. If you're like, I don't know what my purpose is, dude, get involved with the veteran community. I, have, I haven't lived your life. I haven't walked in your shoes, but I'm here to listen what you're dealing with because I don't need you to be another statistic. I'm no, here, I don't need either. To listen to you. If I can't help you, like I said, I've got on the on the Stone Vet Facebook group. I've got Vet to Vet Crisis Line. If you don't want to talk to me, talk to them. Yeah. Hell, if you don't want to talk to them or somebody else, you can reach out to people. Like, and you know what? I I really appreciate you um, inviting me on. I I hope I hope I know this is going to be a continued thing where now I just harass the hell out of you. No, so, absolutely. Well, so that's that. how it is, guys. Here at the Stone Vet, man, this is what it's about, is shooting the shit. Even if 
like I said, me and Laura, this this is our first time actually sitting down and actually speaking with each other firsthand without talking on TikTok or over the phone through text messages. We actually got video conversation right here, getting to meet each other. As us veterans, we all took that oath to defend our country against foreign and domestic, right? Right now, there's a lot of domestic crap going on. Make sure you guys take care of each other. That's what we're here is to take care of our own. Remember here at the Stone Vet, we got your six. Wonderful day. Wonderful day. Ain't stressed about nothing right now, cause everything's straight. I'm feeling so grateful, thinking my makeup for this wonderful day. Ain't tripping on nothing right now, cause everything's straight. I'm feeling so grateful, thinking my makeup for this wonderful day.